0: Verse 3. Standing. Standing with those who
1: have down every line set the wrong thing right, cause when...
2: Good morning. It's nice to have all of you here in the house of God to praise and lift up and magnify the creator of all mankind and all of you that are online today. We welcome you to join in our service. I know God has something special for all of you that have made an effort to be here today. I'm going to make some announcements today. Your missions pledge is due. The 27th is Ladies United Fellowship at Taco Delight. At 6.30, there's a sheet in the foyer to sign. The 29th and 30th will be our summit. This is our count meeting here in the North Texas District. It will be in the Plano Event Center. Brother Matthew Tuttle will be speaking each night, and that will be at 7.30. So if you're able to attend, I know that you will be abundantly blessed. Going into July, which I can't believe that we're already there, your NAYC $100 deposit is due. And then I wanted to say something about your mother's memorial offering, which also is going to be due uh, on the 9th. I know a lot of you pledge to be diamonds, which means that you are giving, personally giving. A hundred dollars to Mother's Memorial. So all of you diamonds, we appreciate it so much. And April, since our North Texas district does not do anything in particular at Ladies' Conference, for all of you that are diamonds, we're just going to do our own thing here. So in April, I mean in August, all of us that are diamonds, we're going to have our own special little uh, tea party. I also would like to mention that a lot of you were here to hear Brother Wicket Wednesday night before last, our missionary to Fiji and to the Solomon Islands. We were very blessed. He did an excellent job, At all of you that were at that service. And I wanted to mention in regard to this Mother's Memorial offering, there's another little thing that goes with that. If you want to sponsor a foreign Bible school student. This is the time to do it. It costs $200 to sponsor a foreign Bible school student. And the deal with this is that we have so many missionaries on the field. And it is imperative that they train the nationals. We cannot send missionaries into every country in the world because we are not allowed to. An example of this is like we have incredible work going in Kenya africa and an incredible many bible schools all over kenya but see we cannot send missionaries into ethiopia but we train them in kenya and we send them into Ethiopia because the nationals can go into all these countries that we're not allowed to go into. So if you are interested in sponsoring a foreign Bible school student, this is the time to do it. it we include it in our Mother's Memorial offering. And then we designate that this much goes to foreign Bible school students. And it isn't like it goes into a big fun it is like it does individually go to a particular student. So please consider that because it is imperative that we train our nationals and let them go into all these countries that we cannot go into. We appreciate all of you so much, and I would like to say that this past week we had the most phenomenal kids crusade so all of you that helped make that possible our youth did they had a phenomenal praise team going they did the music and the puppets and brother beckton was incredible we had some children get the holy ghost so thank you all so much that participated in that
0: why don't you get up That's why you came, right? Why would you go somewhere that you don't grow? Why would you ever take a job that they're not guaranteed? At some point, you might get a pay raise. Why would you go to the gym if you aren't guaranteed some muscle or weight loss? So why do we come to church? Do we come to stay in the same spot that we've been in for 20 years? Or do we come to be changed? To feel like, hey, tomorrow I can fight off every bit of attack on my mind. Tomorrow I can be a witness. Not because I'm great, but because God lives in me. Not by power, not by might, but by His Spirit alone. Why don't you lift up some praise? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I will praise the Lord.
3: athlete and if you look at me I don't really look like an athlete so that's always been a little bit of extra adversity but what that's made me become due to the adversity I've had to become persevering I've had to truly fall in love with what I'm doing To put up with the adversity. (laughs) I don't know if you're getting where I'm going with this, but this morning I felt a little bit of spiritual adversity in the house of God. And you know, I didn't come to the house of God to face some spiritual adversity. What I came to the house of God for was some victory over some adversity (laughs) okay 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 now i'm starting to feel a little something but you see that adversity is still there so what are you going to do in spite of the adversity that's facing you i'll tell you what we're gonna do as a church we're gonna muster up that perseverance that it's building in us and we're gonna muster up that love that it's made us develop and we're gonna say, God, you're gonna get my praise over the adversity I'm facing right now. Is this just me? Is, am I the only one that's gone through enough hell I've decided I'm done with it. Am I the only one here? Am I the only one here that's had to overcome some things, church? ghost that they got inside of them someone needs to wake up that holy ghost that's sitting inside their soul right now that gave you salvation that sets you free from some kind of addiction no 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 we ain't going anywhere we ain't going anywhere until some people let that holy ghost outside of them I'm not a man of opinion, but you see, I have a little bit of biblical backing, just so you know, I'm not some hotshot kid that thinks he's got something. In Second Corinthians 6, verse 2, he says, For he says, At a favorable time I listened to you, and on a day of salvation I helped you. Now you gotta get this part. Behold. Now is a favorable time. Behold, now is a day of salvation. (laughs) So what's he say? He says, at a favorable time, I listened to you. And on a day of salvation, I helped you. And then what's he say? Right now is that favorable time. Right now is that day of salvation. I don't know what you're facing. I'm not even going to try and call it out. But right now is when that comes to pass. So how about we take some prayer requests? Brother Griffith, you still think that God that you served all those years ago that saved you, you think he's still here? Let's take some prayer requests. Sharon Crawford Sister Bernice Griffith John Ashton Hoberger Sister Singh Hood Eric Hines Don Howe Sister Dickie, Harith Osborne Brother Sister Carline Courtney Grabinski Kathy Nutt Johnson and the Klinger family if you have a need here today, I urge you and I ask you to step out in faith. Because I believe in a God that still serves, in a God that still performs, in a God that's come through for me more times than I can count. And so, if you have a need, I urge you to step out and I'm asking you to step out in faith or if you would like to step in for one of these needs feel free let's make the house of god a place of restoration again let's make the house of god a house of prayer again i love fellowship and i love gathering together but you telling your friend a problem isn't going to solve it but you going to the alpha and the omega the author and the finisher, the creator. That is what's going to solve our problems. Whenever we get back in the prayer room, that's where our problems are going to start being changed. So if you have a need, step out in faith and our ministers will anoint you with oil. Jesus, I get I'm coming to you with a little bit of faith and a little bit of boldness, but God I believe you're the God that rewards faith and boldness. So Jesus, I'm asking here today, God, that you would come through for a need for someone who thought that need was not even touchable. God, I'm asking that you would come through for someone's mind that's been so decrepit for someone's body that's been so ailing. Jesus I come to you and I ask that your blood would wash over all of us and all of our sins and all of our minds and all of our hearts and Jesus help us to fall back in love with you in your great name Jesus Amen
4: In this place this morning. And God, I pray that we are sensitive to your spirit, but we are obedient to your word as well. I pray you bless what is given and you bless the giver and anoint the word as it's brought today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
3: My shelter
1: he goes before me
3: He goes before
1: me Defender behind me
3: Defender
4: has helped to put in place the Bible said the spirit of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it which tells us that as we receive his spiritual wealth in praise in practice of his word that we actually find ourselves elevated to the level that as if you were getting a bill for $1,000 for your groceries, but you had $2,000 put up for it, you, you wouldn't be worried about it because you had everything you needed plus. And that's the way you look at the spiritual wealth of God. So when trials come or troubles come, you understand that the times that you have gone to prayer, times that you have studied the promises, the wisdoms, and the actualities of their performance throughout the Old and New Testament, then you know that you're in line for something great. It was not fun to be put in a lion's den. But you have fun telling the kids in Sunday school about that. Daniel felt a little awkward, I'm sure. And so it is that some of you are going through some awkward times now and difficult times. And and our city is in a stress and our nation is in a stress but we help balance the budget spiritually. And so living in spiritual economics of value and truths that free us from the law of sin and death make it very appealing to come to the house of God and to imbibe or receive more in your life. Brother Lester, would you mind stand? Well, I don't want to wake her up, but would it wake her up to stand up? You're looking at a present-day miracle. I'd like for the mother of that baby to stand and the dad and the grandmother, great-grandmother. Why don't we praise God for this miracle that's just right in front of us. Father, we have watched from beginning to now the silent but powerful hand of God, minister in this family. And I want people that are going through difficulties to look at this family today. And sense how that you have progressively taken them through the valleys of the shadow of death. And we are alive today to tell the story. God bless you. No matter what you're going through, God is greater. That doesn't mean he's going to force anybody to do anything. He will not have a forced people. But he will do anything he can to do, bring about an appetite that will pull now back when i got hungry when i talked to mother about taking care of that need she would decide what to feed me and i would decide what i needed and i liked candy bars and bananas and ice cream And uh, she would tell me, kindly but firmly, after you eat your green beans and your spinach and uh, all the other that I have fixed for you, then you can have a popsicle. And... And so it is that the story of life is typically that way. Most people do not eat their pie before they eat their hamburger. Like, if if I'm doing good, you like, right. Amen. Yeah, there you go. I hear it right now. Come on. See... We work together, it's not the big guy up front, it's the guy just trying to lead the parade. And the parade is us, not one guy. And uh, we have, you know, a whole lot of ambitions, and I have had the opportunity in the last 10 days or so to work with some people that are just, in my opinion, just great people. But they're living on the wrong road. And, and it's painful to watch good people suffering when they don't have to. And uh, none of us never should be without hope. The Bible said you're saved by hope. That, that's critical. When your hope gets low, pray. But more than that, praise. Always prayer is a good thing. God, here's my petition. The Bible says make known your petition. And, uh, but then after you do that, start praising him immediately because you know without a question he heard you long before that you even said it. He felt the murmuring of your heart hurting. You know, he's had a broken heart. He understands brokenheartedness. He's a healer, the Bible said, of a broken heart. Why don't we just give him some soft praise right now? Father, we're just we're not melancholy in the sense of our heart. But today our thoughts are so secure in you and we praise you for the advantage you're offering to us in life with all of its adversities and atrocities. I pray for every mother, every child, every dad, and every educator, every child of God, and those that are without strength. I pray for them to be born of the water or to be renewed in the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. I uh, obviously cannot appreciate our praise team for enough for stirring up the spirit and doing things that help precipitate a heartbeat. One of the things that uh, last two or three weeks, God, has really laid on my heart is to get you aware of why you really come to this house. What do you really come to this house? Now, you remember in his writings, he said, what seek ye? So, I'm not out of bounds, but what is your appetite? What do you plan to go home with? Because when I choose Dairy Queen or McDonald's or Tamales or Applebee's or Chili's or 107, well, even Sunday in Paris sometimes appeals to me. I say several of you have never been there, but uh, take your pocketbook. there's a lot of appeal that's going on and there's a lot of things distracting your children and others but recently I was with a couple that just has really grasped my heart workers hard workers just don't know where they're going just uh, another bite uh, another day of just enjoying a few things. And, uh, and, and they're just one of many that I have become acquainted with recently. That, that I am trying to work with them on different levels. Because our city needs the virtue of the master of life. I'm not talking about a touch. I'm not talking about just talking in tongues. I'm not just talking about getting baptized in Jesus' name. Every one of those are essential to a platform of strength and power. I'm talking about living by faith every waking moment. And so we, we're we going to do a little bit with the Word. Do we get the uh, PowerPoint? Uh, I'm going to be working off and on a bit. There's not a way in the world I'm going to be able to finish what God has been talking to me about the last couple of weeks. But but we will we will put up part of it at least and and deal with at least enough of it that can can move us forward. But I wish somebody would say it good and sternly as if you really believe God is. An ever-present help in the time of need and I know that our world is needy I know that children have questions they see people go to the house of God and come out barren they see people go to the house of God I'm not talking about just this assembly I'm talking about places across the community that talk about God and things still stay mundane and lacking a lot of excitement or joy and lacking a lot of privilege and lacking a lot of discipline both of those are what made america a great nation in times past discipline you uh if you've ever been to that new england state you and you've ever seen where they first uh, started a christian community in our world you would sense and see some tremendous statements and uh, acts 238 was one of the statements that was put on the door of one of your stronger what we would call in the world a religious setting acts 238 was planted at the door repent and be baptized every one of you In the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you people's got all kind of spirits running around in their life. And nobody's making fun of them. Don't let anybody make fun of you because you talk in tongues. I mean you can't stop them from making fun of you. But you don't have to feel guilty or awkward. Because Here's what the Bible said: howbeit in the Spirit we speak mysteries, for the Spirit itself maketh intercession with the Father. Intercession just simply means strong communication with both parties. You offer up your praise and you begin to speak in a heavenly language, the way that Paul refers to it and the angels of god interpret their mission of how to come deal with you to arrest the foreign agents that are destroying your peace and righteousness and joy in the holy ghost ladies and gentlemen this is not about just running the aisles and jumping and shouting that ought to be taking place even more even in our homes their children need to hear us hallelujahs when we sense the strength of God invading the home and we realize we're about to overcome something. Football teams know how to do that. I am sick and tired of a telephone governing my life more than the Holy Ghost. Do you want to upgrade Does anybody but me get those crazy things? If you would like to stay on the line here, upgrade now. And how would you like to do that? Oh, I just want to throw it. But I'd never get to hear from y'all if I got rid of it. But I'm sick and tired of us not letting a realization that a phone company... Or a people could contrive a device that's visible when we've got an invisible God that can hide in our heart, hide in our head, and operate in our body and present our bodies a powerful source and resource to a world that's vagrant and in terrible settings it is a need right now it's not just an idea to go to the house of god Why do I go to the house of God? I want to carry some bread to my neighbor. I want to get bread for me. I want to get bread for my future. I've got a brain and it's hungry. It's wanting to know more. I've got a heart and it's wanting to be stronger. And I've got to exercise myself unto godliness more. And so messages and ministries like we're doing today is critical. God's church Somebody say a glorious church He don't have A limp bride He will not Have a limp Bride He will not have a bride That does not know her place And role in his Economy The church is God's bride Somebody say bride Somebody say partner That's what a bride is. We are an inferior partner in the sense of strength in doing things. Ladies bear the burden of producing a baby. And that's why the church is called the mother of us all. The church, the body of Christ. Inferior, yes, but superior, yes, also. The bride of Christ shares the wisdom of her her beloved. He shares the glory of retrieving weakness and getting it out of our life and getting the impurities out and that's called holiness. Dress is discipline and I want to encourage you according to your gender to dress that way. I can't force it on you. I can't make you do it. But there ought to be a native ability for a man to dress like a man and a lady to dress like a lady and provide femininity to daughters and femininity to sons and then men ought to be masculine enough to be able to dress and behave in a way that creates an aura out yonder and they look at us and say what's with you well what do I am a child of God. I recognize who I am, and I dress according to what I am. I don't have to tell anybody I'm a preacher because this is the way I talk, and this is the way I walk, and this is the way I live, and this is the way I handle my life. No, no, no. I tell them it's a God thing because there's other people that are called Pentecostal that don't do anything about the way they live. And so when you just tell them I'm Pentecostal, that's just an easy way out to say, I don't really know who I am. I'm here to preach and teach us who we are. We are Christ. When you get filled with the Spirit of Christ, you want to behave according to you who you are. It ought to be a thrill to look at somebody and then look at you and say, Wow, where'd you get those muscles? Well, gee, I worked out. Where do you get that flap? I mean, uh, <laughs> come on, folks, it's a disciplined world. It's a world where we are absolutely desirous of medicine that will heal our headaches. And it is, ought to be a spiritual experience for us to rise to the occasion of a generation. Somebody was telling me recently about some things that are going on in the same-sex marriage issues. And, and I'm thinking, man, what in the world are all these churches doing that are naming the name of Christ but not living the life of Christ? I'm here to tell you I'm not here to appease anybody about secular living. I am here to appease everybody about a spiritual life that you're going to live forever somewhere. You're not going to be buried in a grave uh, as far as your spiritual nature. We're going to remember. How many times uh, have we remembered people that have been gone for 50 years? Their spirit still lives in your mind. Their still, your memories still live in your mind. God is not going to force us to do this kind of stuff. But he is going to put pressure on a ministry that is going to help us uh, to understand God's going to have a glorious church. A God-filled church uh, of people that love him more than they love anything in this world. They're not trying to dress to please their neighbor. They're trying to look To to Jesus uh, with their heart, soul, mind, and strength, uh, and their attitude and their spiritual nature. I'm telling you, you can dress the bestest uh, spiritual life and have the worst taste in your mouth. I'm telling you, it's time to line it all up love, joy. Peace, And I don't have to try to dress like some TV star to make somebody impressed with my life. When they see you anchored in the rock of ages and the storms blowing and the hell and the powers of darkness are raging and you've still got peace and you're still sitting there eating a good meal and enjoying life with your mother and your dad, your family, ladies and gentlemen, that's when you can give him the praise he wants. Praise Him with a dance. Praise Him with a loud voice. Praise Him with the clapping of your hands. Praise Him in song. Praise Him and praise ye the Lord. You can do it any day of the week, you can do it any time of the day. I know there's people that have made a lot of rigid rules. And I've seen some of those people that live by the rule but they didn't have it in their heart and they were hard to get along with just as if they'd never been to the house of God. Yes, I've met them. And no, I don't like that attitude. I am against hell. Hell hath torment. I'm not tormented when I out skiing on the lake I got jeans on and I got a shirt on now don't you dumb come check me out in a, if I'm in a river cause if I know nobody's watching I may just barely have a t-shirt on but you can see right through a t-shirt when it gets wet all those muscles bulging Who have seen the future and is willing to fight the good fight of faith. I wish somebody would get their spiritual dukes up and say, devil, you're not taking my home under. We're not going to live according to the carnal pictures. We're not going to follow the world. We found a Messiah that went to the cross, came out of the tomb, and he's about to come back and get a people that have prepared their hearts for him. Let's look at some of the things that Men have pictured Noah's ark, for instance. I'm sure that Noah really enjoyed the idea of building an ark and living through a huge storm. Or maybe I'm really sure that he knew his God and that no matter what came, and I was so surprised at some of the statements about the the, the strength that, that opposed some of our young people that this morning, as, as I knew this picture was coming up, and, and I'm thinking, you know, that we are in the world but not of the world. When our children learn more heroes in ball, of football, baseball, basketball, etc., And they decorate their room with all of that stuff. And I know you think, man, pastor, you you must have flipped out last week. No. I've been waiting for the moment when God would give me a direction to talk about this stuff. Because you are going to live forever somewhere. And the direction you lead your children and your neighbors is going to be an advantage or a disadvantage. And so let them that name, the name of Christ, the Bible said, depart from iniquity. Iniquity is a little bit different than sin. Sin is just absolutely break off. Iniquity is when you take part of him and don't do the rest of him. And so that, that is the iniquity. So we're looking at this here and ask and it shall be. Jesus said in Matthew, it shall be given you, somebody say seek, somebody say knock, and then it shall be opened unto you. Those are critical issues. Uh, I have heard people that that they, they just think that this is all a mystical thing and, and there's not a dual relationship in it. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh shall it be opened. What man is there of you whom if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask of him?" Somebody say, He is a holy God. That means pure in every way. That means pure in the way that He behaved in life, the way He behaved in conversation, and His obedience to the death of the cross, but the power of the resurrection in the finale. So if you being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask Him? There's no parent that cares about their children that's going to let them sit in a living room with a TV on with an adultery setting going. Not going to happen. They are going to be stimulated according to their gender. And then when they see the transgender things happening around them, They see people that are going to different local churches that are accepting that as just, well, oh, well. We're all saved because we said we accept Christ as our personal Savior. I'm not here to fight any group in this city. I am here to fight the devil that wants your kids I'm here to fight the devil that wants your wife. Men, it's time to be men. And that don't mean muscle them down and tie them up and say, Look, girl, that's the way you're going to live from here on out. That's not love. You sacrifice. You make sacrificial decisions about where to go, what to do, what to let happen in that home. And happen in our conversations. Write your questions out. I don't have time for all of them out so loud. I know I'm stirring up a lot of minds. But you're not going to have a father, a spiritual father that's going to care more about you than this guy right here. I'm here for you. Cannot stand the thought of one of you being in a hell. I will say whatever I have to say to try to help every one of us, because I believe in our city. Also, I believe there are people out there that are looking for somebody that is one hundred percent what they say they are. I'm not talking about the idea. Of trying to cover up. There's too many masquerades going on in our world. That's not what this is about. It's about from the inside God. I want to live my life in such a way that I please your spirit. So that your spirit can dominate my conversation. My way of life. And so if you being evil know how to give good gifts. Tell your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father? And how many of you have ever deprived your children of a few dollars or a few days of doing something special because they were disobedient? We've all been through that with parents that cared and wanted us to be uh, able to overcome the deficits of life. I am here today because Jesus Christ couldn't be here in person. So he sent me with a voice. But I can tell you what he said to those people. He said it clearly. And I have watched way too many people try to beat their kids into that kind of life. That's not what that's about. I've seen too many preachers. Try to do it that way. I'm not here to beat anybody up. I'm here to try to tell you that God designed you to be who you are and what you are, and we ought to dress accordingly, and it ought to be dressed according to the Bible modestly because straight is the gate, narrow is the way. How much more simple and powerful could he have put it? Straight is the way. Narrow is the way. Straight is the gate. Narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And how many find it? Few there be that find it. I am hungry to see our homes flourish. God is watching you more than your telephone is alerting you. Bible said the eyes of the Lord rove to and fro over the face of the whole earth. But he don't look at what's on the outside as much as he does the inside because he knows that the spirit that is within us governs the life that is external. But those are huge statements. Those are huge realizations. So an overcomer is what God wants you to be. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. Why do you pray all the time? That's a trial of people... Well. What do you mean? Why do I pray all the time? I'm, I'm in touch. I mean, my like it's like my blood flowing through my body. Uh, I try to make sure I feed it the kind of stuff that makes the heart work good. And uh, I exercise to make my body work good. And, and uh, yeah, it would be nice just to sit in a chair and everybody just come by and tell me how great I was and, and is and, and, and just do this and do that. And I didn't ever have to vacuum the house. And I never had to dust the shelves. And I never had to go to the grocery store and put up with all the people that are running their baskets into each other. I, I just, you know, I, I, yeah, yeah, we all get that. But no, we got to wade through that world. And we've got to work our way through that stuff. And that's what God wants for us to exercise ourselves. Unto godliness. So Peter is talking and he said rejoice in as much as you are partakers of what? They made fun of the healer. He came to turn lights on. And the Bible said he didn't. they didn't like the light. Well, we're not going to like it any more than they did until we get a desire that says, God, whatever you've got to do to help me make sure my life is clean, my life is godly, my life is holy, my life is disciplined, my life... How many of you have ever seen a water hose that had a, just a, nothing, a nozz, not even a nozzle on the end? That water shoots out about five inches. Have you've got a good strong will... It may shoot out 15 or 16. I have seen them go there. But you put a discipline on it called a nozzle, and that thing will shoot all the way over to the wall. And that's what a disciplined Christian life is all about. It reaches further than the normal life. It is huge. And so that's when we go to the house of God. And so the Bible says, if you be reproached for the name of Christ... uh, As if they don't. Hello? One movie star gets a haircut and you can count on it. It's not going to be but about a year till many of the others if it's a huge star. And if some guy that, that has a number on his shirt, he winds up making millions. If you're not careful, our kids will have a plaque on the wall in their room as if that's who their hero is. Our hero is the one who went to the cross. Our hero is the one who crawled out of that grave and made it empty. And he said, look up because I'm coming back to get you. Is this too much for anybody? Because I promise you, I'm not here to hurt you. I have seen a lot of people try to make doctrines out of some of the stuff that is Disciplines. We discipline our yard, I mean ourselves, to get our yard uh, nice. But the real truth is you can have just nothing but weeds and enjoy your house. you, you You discipline yourself on a hot day to get out there and cut the grass. And the people next door appreciate it. And I can tell you that this world, while they might make fun, they appreciate a godly church, a holy church, a righteous people. They appreciate knowing there's a lot of honesty and integrity in life, a whole lot beyond just going to a house called the house of God. Let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody or in other men's affairs. Now, You know, there's a lot more ways to kill people than to shoot them with a gun or knife them. You can kill them by gossip. You can destroy a person's image by gossip. And that's the reason the Bible said that we are not to gossip. But if you find somebody that wears a blue coat, and has gold on the on the, uh, on the the lapel and got a tie with black and white and blue, uh, if you got some problem with that, you don't go to the, I'll tell you one thing, that old boy sitting on the second bench, you know, had a blue coat on, and, and then he, he needs some hair and, and stuff like that. That's gossip. That's backbiting. That's tailbearing. It's in the book. I mean, how, how educated do we have to get to understand some of that? And so, here's what you do. You go to him and say, you know what's going to happen? If I go in the spirit of meekness and fear, I'm just, the Bible said, I just found me a brother. Because he'll do the same for me next time. When he sees me hurting. When he sees me in discomfiture. He's going to wind up coming to me and say, Pastor, one time you came to me I was getting off the highway. I want you to know. I'm talking to somebody here today. I am trying to plead the blood of Jesus over our city. The best I can do. And one of the best I know to do is to canopy you with a wisdom and a knowledge. Not a bunch of laws. We have tried that. It has not worked. But the Spirit of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. But God is telling us that we are not to be a murderer. Well, there's a lot more ways to murder people than just shoot them or knife them or as a a thief or an evildoer. But if any man suffer as a Christian, don't let him be ever ashamed. Don't you ever, when people make fun of you, because of who you really are and how you really handle yourself in life, they are the problem and they are you the enemies using them to try to give you a problem. But Jesus overcame the world. So greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And what it makes you to realize is people are looking at your testimony. The way you dress is a testimony. The way you talk is the way, is a testimony. When they hear you talking bad about somebody, they know that somehow you have not gotten over it, that that person's sitting on your shoulders and their stink is robbing you of your fragrance. There is no need for us to ever have to go outside the covenant of God to enjoy life in a bad world. For the time has come that judgment, somebody say, must begin. Somebody say, must begin at the house of God. That's why I go to the church house. I get tuned back up just like I do to get my brakes aligned, my brake pads aligned and changed. I go to the church house to get some oil and to get some fuel and to get some candy. I have to go get some candy occasionally. Now, the last few months, as you know, that's been off the chart, but I remember. Jesus said, I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be... Bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be. Hallelujah! This don't happen accidentally. Faith says, "I'm up and Adam. This is the day that the Lord had made. I'm not going to lay around and feel confused and feel disappointed and feel like I am a nobody. I am going to arise and go to my father's house. And he's got mansions. He's got powers. He's got forgiveness. He's got mercy. He's got grace teaching. He's got everything I need. I, I will arise and go to my father's house. When you feel like you're on your own and you can't make it, get home to the father find your way to the best altar you can find God is always at an altar God always comes to people at an altar you can count on it if it's in the woods or if it's in a car or wherever you build an altar and you put a sacrifice of praise on that altar I can tell you God's coming to your car he's coming to your hunting lodge he's coming to your den he's coming to your workplace he is an ever present help in the time of need and you can't call on him and him not hear you when you call in faith you can be assured I am God almighty and there is none other God beside me the church triumphant glorious I tried to put a decoupage of people and situations up here people get excited about marriage have you ever noticed that I put that right in the center because that's where we're about to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Don't you think that we're outdated because that we have clothes that look like the 50s? We're current with heaven if you keep your spiritual aptitude and attitude at a place that the Bible says you're saved. By the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Paul obviously renewed the Holy Ghost every day. But prayer was not a choice. It was praying in the spirit that he was talking about at that time. So in this set, setting, you may have been that pitiful looking place over there that's just for lease or sale. But a uh, guy that knows the location and knows the Ability of that little spot. He'll pay big dollars. If he knows what could be built there. And Jesus paid a price at Calvary. So that you brother Tanner. Could stand six foot plus. Do you have a smile left for the crowd? Have you ever seen him when he didn't have a smile? I mean I've seen him. When he was poring over decisions, and I'm not talking about poor, P-O-O-R-I-N-G. I'm talking about P-O-R-I-N-G, thinking about things. And he would just maybe come to him and say, Pastor, you got any ideas about this? And, and, and look at him now. We got him all tidied up. and His mother and dad did a great job working with him. And, and, and now, man, what a, what a deal. You enjoying life? Yeah, living out there close to the runway. He's going to be one of the first ones to take off. Somebody say, a mansion is waiting on me. Over here, God has a plan for your life. And he wants you to fulfill that plan. God wants you to be a spouse to him. And I'm going to tell you, I hath not seen, ear hath not heard.'" Oops, I went to the wrong way. Over here on this side, how many of you ever been to New York? Ever, have anybody been to Seattle? Some of those places are just magnanimous. And and yet, he said, "I hath not seen, ear hath not heard.'" Somebody say, "'This is worth everything.'" No, I mean everybody. "'This is worth everything.'" give my life to Jesus walk uprightly in Jesus live godly in Jesus let the world know we've got a plan we've got a future we got a pattern it's not about the one day I get up and I'm miserable and I'm ready to chew the world up and spit them out it's every day I get up and I know in whom I have believed I am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against the day of the Lord and I'm waiting on that day and in the meantime I'm gonna be working on my neighbors. I'm going to be a living epistle to all of the people uh, that are now down and out and feeling bad and lonely. I'm going to smile at everybody I can. I'm going to say hello to everybody I can. I want them to know that God is alive. God has not just been alive. He is alive. I say He's not just been a God. He is a now God. He is ever present, always present. You never, I don't care who your best friend is that turns against you it ought not to change your attitude about life my attitude is my destiny my attitude is my platform my attitude is my inward man I'm here to tell you there's disappointments that come that's why when you get disappointed you quickly look up for your redeemer liveth I'm telling you you don't look down because somebody mistreated you you look up because my help cometh from above the father of light the father of victory the father of glory the source of every wisdom the source of every joy the source of peace the source of righteousness I don't have to be down and out because I got a world that's in darkness I wish somebody would praise him good and loud but I do want you to notice over here on this side until all things Be fulfilled. Obviously, there's just one or two things that have not yet happened under prophecy that is stopping the rapture of the church. And most of us don't know what that one or two things is or the one or two nations that hasn't yet been reached. But when all things are fulfilled, that's when you're going to see the rapture. I have heard it from a childhood, man, they used to try to tell us, and I've told you this before, but some of you hadn't heard it, in 1960s, man, youth camp, everybody prayed through in the 66 and 67, because Jerusalem was fixing to be taken over, I mean, everybody, even the guys that didn't want to, yeah, I was with one of them, he had backslid, and, uh, and somebody turned the air conditioner on in our motel was freezing everybody. He got up cussing and lost the righteousness of the king. His Holy Ghost renewal was just there for a little while. And as soon as uh, he realized that the rapture hadn't taken place yet, he went back to doing his deal. Somebody say a chaste virgin. Somebody say clean. Not hooked up with the world he said it's going to be an adulterous generation that's going to be on the face of the earth when this all happens on sunday they'll praise god and on monday they'll be so in love with the world that they don't have any worship left therefore i always really appreciated one of the veteran preachers in my young life he said when you see the word therefore look what it's there for He said, because when he says therefore, he's going to tell you something that's important. He said, that's what it's there for. He really capitalized on it, and I'm, so I'm trying to do the same for you that he did for me. Be to their own husbands in everything. Did you wives get that? I'm listening. Are y'all reading the rest of it, or are you answering? Have I ever heard a panoramic view of what that means in my life? I had, oh, I I couldn't even tell you some of the things that some of these guys have said. I'll never forget. One preacher told me one time. And, and then I'm like, wow, this is getting better by the day. And then I realized he was stupid. And it wasn't long until his marriage just fell totally apart. It's horrible. Love your wives. Somebody say, give. give. Them. Protection and provision. That's what loving your wife is. God loved us. He gives us protection and provision. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. We come to the house of God to get our minds washed from doubts, fears, inhibitions. We come to the house of God to get bread, to strengthen our minds and our hearts and our lifestyle so that we can walk uprightly, so that when that picture is finally revealed that He is coming, it's all over. And at that point, nobody else will have a chance. When the lights go out. Could we stand? And I I have printed copies of this. Not everything I've said is printed obviously. But I hope that you understand that as a spiritual father in this city. That it's not always pleasant to say things that need to be said. But I'm never embarrassed to say things that I know that can help your life to become far more than just a churchgoer. Would you pray one for another? And if you don't have the Holy Ghost or you'd like to just slip down to the front, coming to the front is not a confession that I've been bad. Don't don't let anybody do that to you. Coming to the front is a matter of subjecting yourselves in a more Powerful way than ever before. Coming to the front is to just lay some things on the altar for Jesus, and so as a sacrifice, we just do that. So the singers sing, and and you just parade through your so heart.
0: The liar, bread, mountain climber, coming up to me.
4: Let the Holy Ghost just stir up
0: some wonderful
4: spirit. You can be sure as you honor the Word of God, your life is about to take on new dimensions.
0: Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah.
4: We're not following the world where they're headed. We're following a Messiah that has a proven record.
0: Oh,
4: hallelujah.